When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the Go Big Redcast, the Husker Fan Sports Show. The fan form part, asking about me now, is moving over. And we're going to question four. How do you think the Huskers are going to do this year? And I'm actually going to even switch the brand up here on the top oh, right. We are going to go to... Matt's rule. It's bonus material time. This is bonus material time. Matt's rule. And this switches now. This is the forward looking thing. So we're going, we're, we're moving on from, from the past and, and everything to what's going to go on in 2023. We've done many shows over the course of the off season, but we are into spring or fall camp. Now yep. we're three days into fall camp. Yep. Uh, we've, <laughs> we've had a lot of things go on. We've had a tight ends coach who <laughs> was here uh, for all, you know, seven, eight months, no longer here. Uh, we had, Miles Farmer today officially went into the the transfer yep. portal, so some things are changing roster wise and everything. But uh, uh, you know, I guess right now, you know, where are you where are you at, Matt? Three days into fall camp, three days into fall camp, it's what you mentioned the uh, those distractions with with Wager and um, Farmer leaving. Um, to me this kind of speaks to how good I feel like the off season is going that, that barely made a ripple for me in a lot of ways. Uh, Rule just seems to have such kind of a, his own built-in safety nets that with wager leaving, we had this other guy come up right away and he's already familiar with all the players and and we haven't really missed a beat on that. Uh, Miles farmer. Yes. He's in the transfer portal, but um, you, if you were going to pick one of our deepest spots in the defense, you would say this, the, the back end, right? The secondary is probably mm-hmm. our deepest spot. Now I know Buford's hurt too, and I'm not unconcerned with that, but, but it's just like one of those things is like you, you get some bad news. If you weigh it with the whole, you know, the big picture of everything, it's like, how bad is the news? I don't know, you know, but um, man, I just haven't hated anything I've heard. I haven't hated <laughs> anything I've heard from, I love that they're splitting the practices up. I love that they're, um, trying to get the young guys a bunch of reps. I love that they're rotating. You know, it sounds like, you know, day one, uh, Harburg was the backup quarterback. Day two, it's it's uh, Purdy. And I'm not saying the, the true backup. I'm just saying, you know, when they split the practices, one was with this group and the other was that group, and then they flip it the next day. You know, I just – what I see these coaches doing is doing a true evaluation of the team that they have. And they're doing it in such a way that's actually putting extra stress on them, right? They're doing two yeah. full practices with a split up team, which has never been done around here before. I mean, I know Riley well, had two different units going. Not since at least solar. Well, Osborne, right. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, it's so val- it's so important right now because it's all been talking season. It's all been workout season. It hasn't been playing season. So like he has to evaluate this team truly to get to know who's going to play, who's, who's there for the right reasons, who's going to buy in fully to the, to his new philosophies and what better way to do that than to get as many reps as you can to each group. And now that does that require more for the coaching staff? Yes. Um, but you know, that's rules way. It's like, if you're going to, yeah. I, I have a feeling, uh, 
if you're going to, if you're going to be a coach on the rural staff, you, you probably already planning on putting in full work weeks and I'm not talking 40 hours. I'm talking, <laughs> I don't even know. I'd love to hear actually how many hours those guys put in. Well, I think what, what it is, it's the, the reps specifically, it's a continuation of an off season of walking the walk. Mm-hmm. So we, right away, we heard big things back in December when he was hired. Hey, we're going to do this. I remember the first time they talked with Satterfield, he talked about a fullback. It was like, oh my God, the fullback. Yeah. But it's like, oh, yeah, or you're also going to follow through with it. Right. Well, there you are, the first play of the, the spring game. It's a fullback, yep. you know, trap. And it's, and that wasn't just for the heck of it. They kept doing it over mm-hmm. and over again. Mm-hmm. And, and, and now they've gone out and brought in walk on transfers from Notre Dame and, you know, bringing guys in, beefing up that position for year one of it. Right. And uh, so, we're not just talking the talk there. We're going to have fullback. Mm-hmm. We're going to get under center. Um, we're going to have, we're going to have contact. We're going to take those yeah. green jerseys off the quarterbacks. Well, there you are in the spring game watching quarterbacks taking hits. Yep. So they're, they're, they're going through and, and actually walking what they're talking. Mm-hmm. And, and to me, that's a big deal. The reps for the longest time when, when Frost was here, we we heard all about that there's going to be stations mm-hmm. and then we would go to those practices those first two spring um s- uh, sessions for for us we went to them and there were all these there were all these uh, um stations but yet by the end of it you know you're hearing that guys weren't getting reps the mm-hmm. guy you know there are a lot of guys that are like standing around saying like, wait a second i know okay now it's early you know in the matt rule era so you know we we need to keep up on this right mm-hmm. we need to keep up a month from now, the same questions about how are the station's going. That right. needs to be asked a month from now. It needs mm-hmm. to be asked two months from now. We need to see development throughout the course of the year. Mm-hmm. So this isn't just a, a practice one right. question. But at least up to this point, there's so few things that I could be upset about with Coach Rule. And then when, but that doesn't mean that it's been perfect. No. Look, Bob Wager, that's a that's an embarrassing moment for just the program mm-hmm. in general. Nobody wants to hire somebody in here and have them be gone, you know, before the season even starts. Um, but you know what? How Coach Rule speaks to it, mm-hmm. the transparency that he got, he's not hiding behind mm-hmm. anything, and he's also setting standards. Yep. And he's simply saying, This is look, look, if I don't care if I brought you in, I don't care if you're someone else's, you know, someone else uh, recruited you or so, someone else hired you, none of that matters. Moving forward, these are the standards. Yep. And no matter how you got into this program, you have to do this to, to stay in this program. Mm-hmm. And if you don't, Guess what? There's the door. There's a, it is not a right to be at the University nope. of Nebraska. It's mm-hmm. not a right to be a coach here. It's not a right to be a player. Nope. Um, and I, I've heard people <clears throat> on Twitter. I've read some things on Twitter about people saying, you know, that, you know, the wager thing, that's 100% on rule. That's a whiff or whatever in this and mm-hmm. that. They're right. It is. It's, it's it, 100%. Like the head coach it ultimately is responsible for his team that he puts out there. Yep. But, but to act like that means, any controversy that comes up um, is is somehow a, a reflection of a, a, a poor culture or this and that. Like that's not. It's how you handle these things. Yes, it's how you would deal with these things. It's it. Do you hide it? Do you get out in front of it? Do you do you uh, do you hold true to what you said you were going to be? And to me, he's done that. And not only did he do that, he already kind of had a built-in safety net to what he was going to do next. So. Off seasons are always there's you're always peppered a little bit with some controversy. Jeez, look at Northwestern. I mean, that's not the off season they thought they were going to have. If we lose a tight end coach for a DD, okay, you know, like, well, yeah, I'm I mean, not happy about it. But I mean, when you when you well, when would you, you be, against, would you be any happier if he got the DUI and we didn't we didn't discipline him? 
I mean, we've had other coaches. Context that, always matters, but on the face of it, no. I, I mean, we, like we, we had a, a you know well-known assistant coach about four or five years ago or yeah. under the Riley era who had multiple ones before he was hired. Yeah. Right. No, I know. And, you know, I, I think if you ever want to watch a dissertation on, I've mentioned this before, but a dissertation on what it takes to build a program, watch coach Osborne as athletic director, Osborne firing Bill Callian, that mm -hmm. press conference that morning where he, where he announces that he fired him. It's a 30 minute press conference. And he just, it's not, it's not even about Callahan at that point. Right. It's more about what's important with a football program. Right. How do you build a program? How do you build a championship culture? All those things yep. that people don't want to talk about, but are really important. And you mentioned it with the the head coach, you know, is it, is it coach rules responsibility that, that uh, somebody showed up overweight? Is it coach rules responsibility that a player isn't doing something right? Is it his responsibility that a coach got a DUI? Well, ultimately, I guess everything funnels up to the head coach. Mm -hmm. So as far as it pertains to the, to the football program, yes, it's his responsibility, mm -hmm. but um, all that, all that I care about is that once it gets up to him, that he handles it. Right. Yeah. I don't have any question. I don't, Look, I don't blame him that somebody was overweight. Right. There's personal responsibility that yep. somebody, same thing with me, by the way. Hey, I could lose a few pounds, right? right? I'm not going to blame anyone except for me on that. And if I show up overweight and my my job requires me to be at a certain weight, mm -hmm. then what I would expect the, the the job I'm going to, I would expect them to say, sorry, man, yeah. you know, you need to come here, here, and you're you're up here. You got to go back yeah. until, until you get here. And that's what he did. Hey, uh, I show up at a job and, and I got a DUI. Then if the, if, if the place is like, yeah, these are the rules, yeah. then the, these are the rules. Even, even in hardships so far, like I said, it hasn't been perfect under rule. No, there's been issues that have come up, but even when those things have come up, he's handled them the way yeah. I would expect him to handle it. Right. So I don't have any issue right, right now. There's nothing systemic. Mm -hmm. I don't see 20 guys coming in right. overweight. I'm not seeing, you know, a third of our staff getting DUIs. I mean, right. there's a, there's a lot of, there's a lot of context to it, mm -hmm. but in how he's running the program and, and how we know that there's one guy in charge. Mm -hmm. I mean, the head coach is in charge and he's setting standards that are high and you got to meet him. Yeah, I mean, I, it'd be one thing if, if uh, maybe the discussion before something happened hadn't been well presented, but I seriously doubt that, that let's just use fleeks. I'm not trying to call him out, but I bet he knew what weight he needed to be at. I bet it was relayed to him. I bet the message was clear. You need to be at this weight. You need to come in at this. You know, individually, you were responsible for your own actions, but the head coach is going to be responsible for the consequences of those actions, and you're going to be held to that. And if that's well communicated, mm -hmm. then you really can't have much of an issue with them. Like, here, here's the rules. Here's our standard. Here's our culture. You do this, 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 and this, we'll have no problems. You step outside of this. We're going to yeah. be talking about something and, differently. And, and he's and doing it. If you're consistent, if the messaging is good, that's and if the cult in what he's what what the consequences of everything that's happened so far is is tracks completely with what rule says he wants. And to me, that's he talks about integrity. That's integrity. That's yeah. that's saying and doing and being what you purport to do. Um it's it's unrealistic to think on a on a staff and a and a team as big as Nebraska has. Yes, it'd be fantastic if everybody towed the line perfectly. Mm -hmm. That's if anybody works anywhere, you know you've got people working with you that don't pull their weight. It's just human nature in a lot of cases. Yeah. But if your if your goal is to achieve greatness, if your if your goal is to be a place that you haven't been in a long time. Uh, you can't have that. Yeah. You you've got to have them. You got to have people going in the same direction, top down, from the bottom up. 
Andrew says, I agree. He made the right decision. Of course, we know Andrew is Andy. Oh, Andy List, what's Andy, up, buddy? Mr. Andy there. And I agree with, with what you're saying here. I mean, at the this is the still the we haven't even played a game yet under rule. Right. He is still, I'm, I'm gonna use the C word culture. Mm, <laughs> and he's still no, setting no. the culture and he's still setting the expectations. Right. And early on, you sure as heck can't let this stuff go no. by because it, do you think this is the last time that we're gonna have somebody no. show up? late at a meeting or something, you know, kids, an organization, the size of this, there's mm-hmm. going to be 150, 175 people that, you know, right now, I think there's like 170 people that are staying at Selig dorms. When you count all the, yeah. the players and the coaches and the, and the staff and everything, anytime you put 170 of anyone together, you're going to have, you're, there's going to be a couple of errors that come out of it. Right. And what you got to do is you got to set those standards high and you got to, yep. got to keep people to them. Yep. And so I appreciate the, that coach rules doing that. I think he's a he's a leader by example, which mm-hmm. is another thing that I like about his his management style. Yep. He's not, he's going to be there sooner than anyone. Yep. He talked about that uh, a week ago at the Big Ten Media Days that he wanted to be the first coach of right. all the coaches, all the Big Ten coaches. He wanted to be the first coach there that morning. And it was more just to just to be there. But mm-hmm. that also, does that not rub off on Ethan Piper or Reimer? You know, on Sims, the, the players that are there. Is that you know, coach isn't just asking us to show up early for a practice right. or show up early for a film session. I mean, literally, he's the one showing up early for, for what he's supposed to be doing. When it and speaks to his full philosophy of you compete in everything you do. Yeah. Like, that's what it shows the players. Like, we're going to compete in everything you do. Like, everything? Yeah. Even getting to the Big Ten, you know, media day first. Like, that, we're, we're competing. Like, they, maybe the other team doesn't even know we're competing. It doesn't matter. Like I know we're competing. I want to get there early. We're going to put our best foot forward. It gives him time to go down Radio mm-hmm. Row and do all these interviews. And I, I want to give Dave credit on this show. A year ago, um, we, we poo pooed a little bit. Frost um, that last, uh, oh yeah, the, the last uh, media day that he went to when he didn't have an opening statement. I was like, and at that point, I just wanted the season to start. I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, stop yeah. making controversy just for me. And I kind of got on Dave at, at that time, but I was like, stop making controversy just to make it. But the reality is. Is that number one? He was right. <laughs> yeah, he I mean, right. just I, I can't defend. Not it's part of your responsibility as yep. the of, of the coach is yep. to is to tell the story of the program and yep. to be a good you know voice and face of it. Yep. And not doing that was not fulfilling that part of the role. So mm-hmm. that part was right too. Mm-hmm. But the other thing is because it was year five, because he's not setting the the culture anymore. Mm-hmm. The culture is set by that point. I, I let that go lax. Yep. Like, like in year one, that's really important. You got to do things in year one. No, you know what we need? We need consistency. Yep. What I want to see out of Coach Rule, I like everything I've seen up to this point. He hasn't coached a game yet. I like everything I've seen, but he needs to be the same guy then in five years. He needs to, to still have these same standards. You yes. know, it's it's not something where it's like, okay, go out and win a national championship. By, by all means, go out and win a national championship, Coach Rule. But then if you come back the next year, it's like, uh, yeah, Show up when you want. Right. Yeah. You can come in 15 minutes late. Mm-hmm. You can, I mean, that's the thing that the Nick Sabans and Tom Osborne's and all that of the mm-hmm. world, those are the guys that are the second you win a, na- a national title. It's like, I don't even want to see the rings. Yeah. I don't even want to watch right. the, right. you know, because that, that's in the past. Yep. Yep. He, he does seem very much wired that way. Like, it, it, regardless of what success we do or don't have this year, I, I feel like will only direct what he does next year. It won't hamper it. You know, like if, if, if we end up being weak on the line, defensive line, offensive line, that'll just kind of direct how he focuses the off season and yeah. this and that. But <clears throat> it, it, the, I think I would love to stop talking. I know I said this before, but like by the, by year two, 
Like I'd like to stop talking about culture because it's so yeah. already ingrained. Like I don't remember talking about culture with Osborne. It was just like this is how Nebraska does it. It, it was, was the Nebraska. Yeah, yeah, it was just it was the Nebraska. Nebraska it, was the, it was the Nebraska way. Yeah. yeah. And, and I mean, this is now. Yeah, we're, I mean, now we're taking. The, yeah. Now ahead. we're taking deep cuts here, but it's like there was a Nebraska way of mm -hmm. doing things. And when Solich was fired, it mm -hmm. wasn't just getting rid of Solich. It was we're replacing everything. Yeah. I'm talking back end people we're yeah. replacing the people right. that, you know, that, you know, weren't in front of the cameras, we're replacing everything. And we were almost like a startup program. Mm -hmm. And I thought the same thing at Michigan when Lloyd Card leaves and he was a Michigan man mm -hmm. and they replace him with, with uh, Rodriguez and everything. It's not just the X's and O's they replace, they just started over from yeah. scratch. And it is, it is so difficult, especially yep. for programs like a Michigan or like a Nebraska where you are so established. Yeah. There was a Nebraska way of doing things. And for the last 20 years, we've been trying to figure out what's the right formula mm -hmm. to get back to that. Mm -hmm. Well, what it is is just higher frost. And then, then it will be the nineties all over again. Or, like right or, you, or is it just any kind of semblance? Mike Riley's first staff didn't have a single guy with any Nebraska uh, affiliation at all. His second year, he brought in Pharrell, Pharrell. Yeah. And I, I was just, and of course, Ron Brown's always on the side. Yeah, Ron Brown's always there. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, Ron, for always yeah. being there. But, but it was, it was that, it was that idea that, um, you know, at, at times we've just been begging for anything that's some kind of connection. Well, mm -hmm. what's so interesting is right now, and I don't want to underplay this because short of Trev and Trev's pretty important here, yes, he but short of Trev, we don't have any connection really other than Ron Brown is on the staff, but <laughs> there's really no connection no. with this current staff. And yet watching them and watching coach rule, uh, operate, it feels it feels like the Nebraska way to be. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, yeah. it's the way they talk to the players. It's it's the physical contact practices. Mm -hmm. All those things are mm -hmm. talking about fullbacks and 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 Ed Foley going around to every single school in this entire state. And I know other staffs tried some of that too, but damn it, Foley's done it, yep. you know, times ten. And it all those things combined to these guys feel as Nebraska to me as anybody else, whether they're from yeah. the state or not. Well, which is and that speaks to Trev, right? Because Trev, Trev went out to find guys who already think like Nebraska likes to think. I, I feel like yeah. that was a big part of his hiring process. And so I think it's in some ways kind of easy for Rule to kind of fall in line with the Nebraska way. Like he says, it's on the building day by day. Hmm. Like that's what he thinks. And, you know, you know, it's it's easy to do the comparison with with former coaches. And I'm not trying to I'm not trying to call somebody out. But like one of the things with Bo is it almost he was on Solich's staff, so he thought we were, he was more of the Nebraska way, but he kind of somewhat resisted the Nebraska way in some regards. The black shirts were always an issue, how we were going to do it, how we weren't going to do it. You know, his just kind of contentious thing with the media that w was just a little bit unnecessary in my mind. I'm like, we're going to have we're going to have a ton of interest and you're going to have to deal with that. Um and so that always those 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 two always kind of collided. And I know there was other things going on with Bo, the AD, and everything like that, which made it hard. I'm not mm -hmm. I'm not trying to sit here and, and diss Bo. I don't think Bo had the athletic director set up that like what Rule has from day one. Certainly not the end. I mean, not at the end. I know Osborne was on board with it, but Bo was. So anyway, the way the way that Rule lines up with what Trev already thought was going to work at Nebraska, and the way he's integrated Nebraska history, the way he talks about Osborne. All the way he always brings up, I talked to Coach Osborne about how to split this up and how Osborne said reps are important. Yeah, he name drops like, like Rob. 
well, nobody name drops like Rob, but, <laughs> but, but, but it's true. And, and the fact that Osborne seems so actively involved, even with Frost, I'm like, you figured Frost talked to Osborne all the time and I'm sure he did, but I, you didn't necessarily hear him talking about him the way rule does rules looking to Osborne for almost guidance on, he's like, I heard him talking about the black, the Damon. I don't know if y'all have watched this yet, but watch every part of that Damon Benning interview with, with a uh, coach rule. It's fantastic. Oh my gosh. Heard that sports. hundred percent. Damon, yeah. they did a great job. Fantastic. But, um, you know, when he was talking about the black shirts, he's like, well, you know, the starting defense wore black shirts. And he just kind of <laughs> left it at that. And it's like, ever since Osborne, ever since Solich, it's always been like, you know, you got to earn it. You got to play like this. You got to do this and that. You yeah. got to be in the community and blah, blah, blah. It's all, it's all this like perception. I'm like, well, it was, it, it used to just be the starting defense. Yeah, well, you, it used to be. I mean, the the origin is is uh, going down to Lawler's in downtown, yeah. and just trying to find a, a jersey color that was opposite from what the the offense was but, wearing, and they couldn't get rid of black shirts. Right. That's what that's the origin, and, right. and ever since that, you know, we're, we're trying to create some mythical thing. Guess what? Tackle, play hard yeah. in football. Yeah. You know, play hard in practice. Right. You know, live up to to a high standard. Do those things. I mean, yeah. that's what's going to get you back. It's, to it's, it. it's always the fans that are kind of like what's the black shirts mean, you know, play like a black shirt, but fans love to take stuff and run with it. And I love Husker nation for all that stuff. I really do. We're but, fans. We but, do too. but I don't, I wouldn't mind if it just got back to being, well, if you're the starting this position in defense, you wear a black shirt. Like, how, that, that makes yeah, cool. how about, how about, you know, a, I like it when it doesn't get stupid. Like, hey, we only have six black shirts. Cause only six. Yeah. Are or I turned in my black shirt. Cause I wasn't playing well. Well then get out the starting lineup. Then. Yeah. Um, if you're not you know playing what? good enough, then we like, <laughs> Anyway, we don't have to keep going well, down that road. I, what, what I like, we said this earlier, and I, and I kind of want to go back to this, is that we said not everything's been perfect so far. We've talked about it. He had to make a change on the coaching staff yeah. already, for Christ's sakes. And we've had some play, you know, uh, a guy that we thought was going to be a starter just went into the portal day. Yep. It hasn't been perfect. Nope. It hasn't been perfect. And yet, what I like about how Coach Rule has led things is that he's made things look easy so far mm-hmm. when they're not. They're not easy, but how would some of those previous coaches we've talked about, how would they have handled some of the same situations? Or when they get asked that question about, you know, uh, what are you going to do with the black shirts or whatever? There are times that we've created contention in the past, different coaches, different situations, different media members, Mm -hmm. all that. We've created contention that didn't need Mm -hmm. to be there. Stop creating your own in-house issues. Let's guess what? I mean, coach rule is about as easy going on the things that aren't important. Mm-hmm. He's not going to get in a fight with somebody about something that's not important. But when it gets to be important, when there's an issue that's important, he's not going to wait, you know, waver on it either. I mean, there are things yeah. that you're doing it this way. That mm-hmm. it's not the rule way. You're going to do it. It's going to be the right way. Right. This is how this is how we're right. going to do this in this program. And he's setting that so early. And look, again, I don't want to. The season to me isn't isn't going to fall because one guy, any guy, mm-hmm. I don't care who the one player is, you know, comes and goes. Um, there's a lot of players on this team and next man up. That's a mentality we got to have. Yep. I mean, I, I know somebody would hear, listen to that and go, Oh my God, what if, what if something happened to Justin's right now? Then you know what? You got to put up the next quarterback. Yep. I, I, I hate to say it that way. It's just, it's the mentality you've yep. got to have. Um, well, geez, we only have three scholarship quarterbacks. Uh, 1994 had two scholarship quarterbacks and Matt Terman. I don't know. Yep. And then if Matt Terman goes down, you have to have Cluster Johnson yeah. and, and and Tony Veland playing safety and guys that you can you have to create contingency plans. Tommy Frazier last night told us about returning punts. I asked him. Oh about yeah, that. I remember that. And he goes, I did it just because I used to do it in high school. And if this guy and this guy and this guy get hurt, I might be the fourth guy returning punts. Yep. And you know what? 
that's what Coach Rule has to do right now. People talked about, you know, why did you have this gigantic staff when you built this huge staff? Well, you got a guy like Martin sitting there as an analyst, and he just seamlessly now just went into being a tight ends coach. Yep. He's been a position coach at other right. P5s. And so guess what? You create your own contingency plans. Yes. And you've got to do that right now at quarterback. We've got to be more than just three scholarship quarterbacks. We have the two walk-ons behind that, but we might need to do something else. We might have to create some wildcat positions for guys. There's all be creative. Mm -hmm. It's the thing that I banged my head time and time again, last year, watching our offense, the Whipple offense, where it's like, well, shit, that didn't work once. And it didn't work the next 20 times either. What were you, you know, and you're just, you're, you're showing things sometimes. And it's like, be creative, be innovative, do something different. If something's not working, figure out a way to make it work. And, and that's, I just, Rule has shown, I don't know what, what he has to prove to me, but he has shown that he's willing to maneuver around these situations. He, he seems to have an answer for when something yeah. pops up. He basically, it's the thing that I've heard so many people say, it's the adult in the room. And when somebody acts like they're not an adult, uh-huh. and we've had some guys act like they're not adults. Coach Rule, Coach Rule acts like an adult and, and, and handles it. Here's what I, here's what I've liked so far, and encouraging me going forward through the season. You know, he, we talked about being tough and then hitting the quarterbacks and the, the quarterback. Well, then we saw it. You know, we saw it in the spring game they were hitting the quarterbacks. You know, they they were getting run. And and you talk about the standard, and then some guy steps out of line and he's kind of removed from the team. You know, you talk about getting in state recruits and making that a, a priority, and then you see that. So when Rule talks about going in this season and being he's like i can't say that we're going to be the hardest working team i can't say yeah. that we're going to be the smartest team i can't say that but i can say we're going to be tough <laughs> like now as much as and i know there's plenty of fans out there like why well, I, I gotta see it to believe it i'm with you yep i'm with you i'm with you but it encourages me that for the most part I, it's hard for me to even think of an example and if you got one put it in the comments of, of something rule said that we were going to do that that you know and that the time has passed now that we didn't do you know like the quarterback's going to get hit in practice they did you yeah. know you know we're going to be we're going to be tough on the lines we we looks like we are we're going to change our bodies going to add flexibility we're going to be more mobile mm-hmm. we've done that we're going to we're going to put a we're going to be emphasis on the state and recruiting well we did that you know like all that stuff that he said we're going to do we've done and like it just it, it it allows me to relax a little bit open myself up a little bit more to the possibility that we might have a decent year you know because i do yeah. think i do think if we're a very tough team physically mentally then we're going to be a very tough team to beat on the field period i i, I believe that because i believe all these close mm-hmm. games of these over these last last few years have proven that we have talent you know, I, I just think that with a little more targeted focus in that toughness that he talks about and demands, you know, you see his coaching staff coming off the off the practice field. They're drenched. In, they're drenched. In drenched in. Now, I know it's been like 98 percent humidity for all you Redcasters that aren't in the state of Nebraska. It's been humid. Um, but these but guys, it's, it's always humid here. And yeah, I don't always see coaches. Yeah, these guys like that, are working. So. Oh, you're talking about like he, he talks about. um player health and recovery what's he do grass fields they're practicing on grass fields like that's not a small move mm-hmm. that's a big big move and credit to trev making that stuff happen you know it it it, it just the the uh the synchronicity and and, and the um uh, the alignment of these two men towards uh, building this program correctly as much as I want to resist it because of my, because I'm in my own feels about that and how much I just don't want to be excited and then let down. Let down. Boy, I tell you what, it's getting harder and harder to keep those guards. Well, up. One, of, one of my favorite things is I've heard this from, from 
some fans I've talked to that, that have been critical of rule, which by the way is totally fair. Be critical. I don't mind. Be critical, right? But but be fair in your criticism. Well, that that's I think just in general, I'd say be fair to, to a lot of people, right? But but at the same time that I've heard someone be critical, I've also heard that same person or the same people reference, well, gosh, he's good friends. Coach Rule's good friends with that Penn State AD. In fact, he even got that, yeah. you know, he he referenced and gave a good reference for that AD. Who's at Penn State now? Right. What happens when Franklin leaves? What are you worried about? Yeah. What are you worried about? Are you worried about, about Matt Rule doing such a damn good job at Nebraska that we're going to lose him? Is that what we're worried about, folks? Awesome. After 20 years of coaching staff after coaching staff leave not in good ways, after being the number two team in the country mm-hmm. in dead money, mm-hmm. you know, over the course of those years, millions paid out to coaches to not oh. coach here because they were like, oh, like is our biggest concern that this guy might leave and go yeah. back to his alma mater and do a do a Dave Van Horn on us? Because guess what? Dave Van Horn took us to three, you know, two college world series and set up the program for success. 100%. Whether the program did, that's a, that's a side note. Mm-hmm. What I want to see right now, I'm not, I'm not thinking this isn't 40 chess. I'm not 20 years in the future. I hope Matt rules our coach 20 years from now because he's had so much success and we won national titles and all that. I hope, yep. I hope, but right now what I want him to be is the best coach Nebraska has had mm-hmm. this season, next year. And, 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 and you go from yeah. there, show us, show us the way. And, and prove that it can still be done in Nebraska, yeah. which it, you and I both believe it can still be done here. And, I know and, national media is like, well, Nebraska, <laughs> can they compete? Shut up. That's <laughs> so dumb. It's such laziness. Like to think that now, especially now with the transfer portal and NIL, that look, Prop 48 is still going to kill us. Shut up. That's dumb. We've already proven we can get talent in here. What we haven't done very well is develop that talent. Yeah. Well, what if we do? What if we develop that talent then? Look, I know Penn State's been marginally more successful, but they haven't put any trophies in their in their in their trophy case. Maybe a bowl game here and there that we have in these last few years. Yeah, we're four and one against you them. Know, like, like, why, why, <laughs> why, why are they a spot that he go to other than being his alma mater? He's talked. Okay, getting back to what he said and what sure. he does, he wants his family to be raised in a place in, in over a period of time. Well, he's he's got some young kids here, and he's in Lincoln right now. He doesn't want to keep moving his team, so. He wants to set down roots and he wants to put it together. And man, I'm telling you, Let's if sh- you get it rolling in Nebraska, I guess I need to see it. I need to see what getting it rolling in Nebraska looks like in the 2020s. But I have a feeling that getting it rolling in Nebraska in the 2020s is going to look as good as it gets anywhere. I, I don't think necessarily I, Alabama is going to be. I, yes, I get the fertile recruiting ground, but that's horseshit anymore. Well, the, the way you can recruit nowadays with NIL. And if Alabama, just, if Alabama was such you know fertile recruiting ground, why are they coming to Ainsworth to try to get a tight end? Holla. So I mean, my 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 point here is let's just get good. Yep. Let's just get good, and uh, I I think that there's my my expectations for the program as a whole, and I think this is very important. Expectations for the program can be different from expectations of a team. Okay. 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 The expectations I have of this program is that whether there's a four or twelve team playoff. Nebraska be, should be sniffing it. That's what Nebraska should be as a program. Nebraska should be a top 10 team year in and year out. Nebraska should be nine wins plus. Nebraska should be in November every single year contending mm-hmm. to win the division, to, to win the, the conference yep. in the, yep. every single year. Basically everything that we haven't seen since we've started this podcast. But that's my expectations. <laughs> that's my expectations yeah. of the program. Right. And, and they still maintain. I maintain that. There's a reason they're building a $165 million facility on top of the amazing facilities that we've already had anyways. There's a reason why 
we can do these things that that we're going to show up in Colorado and have half the stadium again when Dion's you know making his home open. Yep. There's a reason for that is that Nebraska fans aren't just going to let this thing die off. Nope. Okay, and so that's my expectations as a program. My expectations for this team. I'm going to maintain this. I've done it all off season. It's the race to six to me, yep. and that race to six isn't a ceiling. I'm not, I can't stand it when someone sits there and says, Oh, the ceiling on this team is eight and four. Whatever. Yeah. I guess you, you would have said, What was the ceiling on TCU last year? Because they won 11 and one. What was the floor last year on Northwestern? Because they went one and 11. And of course, as we all know, their one win was against us, right? Yep. Stop it with the floors and the ceilings. Yep. We had a whole thing on that yep. over the offseason. But the race to six to me is important. Mm-hmm. We need to get back to a bowl game. And if it takes us six weeks to get to the bowl or six weeks to get to that, to that win point, we're six and oh, we just beat Michigan. We just beat Illinois on the road the week after that. We're mm-hmm. six and oh, awesome. Yeah. We can sit here and we can evaluate. We'll have a red cast that week. We'll talk about how important it is to, to not look past the next opponent and let's revise our, our expectations. Let's win eight, nine, 10, 11 games. Awesome. Yeah. Or if we're five and six and Iowa's coming to town, it's black Friday. We need to get to a bowl game, beat Iowa for a second straight season and beat them at home, defend home. And let's get those extra bowl practices and let's get to a bowl game and anywhere in between. That's my expectation of this team. Okay. That's not the same expectation as a program, but, but for this year and year one, my expectation is that so win or lose against Minnesota, it helps me with my mindset too, because I'll be as pissed as anyone. If we lose to Minnesota, of course I will. I'm mad every time we lose. But if we lose to Minnesota, I'm going to reevaluate in my head, and I'm going to sit there and go, honky, stop. Mm-hmm. It's the race to six. The mm-hmm. season's not over because we lost a game. It's mm-hmm. the race to six. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to keep evaluating, keep doing that in my head over and over. We win or lose. Yep. And I think, that's, I think that's important in this first season, that my expectation in this first season is that we set ourselves up for long-term success. I think, And, and I, do, going to a bowl does that to me. I, th- I, I truly think, too. That's most of Husker football fans. I think I think most people, though disappointed with how the program's gone, yeah. Look at this season and look at this coach. If they're being a if they're being a fair evaluator, it's hard to pro, it's hard to project more than eight wins any way you slice. It's hard to be you're you're being ultra optimistic if you say over over eight wins, um, just out of pocket, being really bullish on it. But but you're also being kind of you're also being kind of naive if you think there's no way to get even more wins. But but I think who said it? Was it oh Trev Albert said it about in in the in the Big Ten media days. He's like, you, you know, most Husker fans can recognize when you're playing good football, you know, and but the the wins you might not always reflect, but if you're playing good football and we're and we're, we lost that game, not because of poor clock management, not because of poor special teams play, not because the snaps going over somebody's head, you know, just because mm-hmm. just this normal, like football bullshit. If we could remove some of that and lose a game. Okay. I see the progress. I see where we're going with that. Uh, that's, that's where I want to be year one. Okay. Mm-hmm. This is my year one caveat. Now year two, I don't want any of that shit. I, we better be, we better have it lined up. We better done a good job recruiting if, because, Year one will never be held to the same standard as year two. Year two has got to be a higher standard. If we're mm-hmm. moving in the right direction, we're, we're not the program that I don't want this shit. You know, I, I want it to be eh, 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 eh. like, I want a steady mm-hmm. climb. I think rule would say the same thing. The whole coaching staff, you think year one should be the worst we ever are Yeah, with this staff. That's a hundred percent. So whatever the floor is now, 
and I'm not saying what the floor is. I'm saying after the end of the year, we'll know that should be about the floor, unless we had some sort of fluky win against Michigan or something like that, where they, you know, snap the ball over their head on a pump and return for a touchdown. <laughs> you know, winning that game. Not calling that a prediction. I'm just saying. That'd be well, cool. I, I want to show this, and um, this is interesting. And we had we did our our preseason. Was it? Okay, go ahead and talk about. Yeah, it. we did our preseason uh, predictions on on Twitter. We had over almost 50,000 votes and it was game by game went through each game and, and you can vote on it and who's going to win just head up. And what I love about Husker nation, this happens every single year and it happened again this season. Um, if you ask most fans and we do, most people say, Hey, you know, we're going to go six and six, seven and five, eight and four, you know, maybe being optimistic. And I think most people think that way, but when you actually throw the, the teams in front of you and you have to vote one team versus another, Nebraska versus Minnesota, Nebraska versus Colorado, same thing happened. This is almost 50,000 votes, Nebraska going 10 and two. And so the slide here, if you're, if you're watching this, um, that uh, the uh, first half of the season here, where, where do we got this? Oh, my graphic is wrong on this. But anyways, first half of the season, five and one. And it's us beating Minnesota 75 to 25%. Us beating Colorado 92 to 7 or 92 to 8%. Uh, us beating Northern Illinois 96 to 3 point something. Uh, us beating La Tech 96 to 3. And then here's Michigan. Now, Michigan's going to beat us like 85 to 15%. And Nebraska, we're going to turn around. And this was the closest game. Nebraska's going to beat Illinois 57 to 43%. Now, Think about this game for a second. It's Nebraska at Illinois. Mm-hmm. It's following the Michigan game. So yep. big game on yep. a Saturday. And we've got to turn around and play Illinois in Champaign on Friday night. Mm-hmm. So just, you know, kind of let all those all those challenges get up there. But we're going to win them, you know, 57 to 43. The other, uh, the second half of the season here, of course, we're going to beat Northwestern 97 to 3%. We're going to beat Purdue 80 to 20%. We're going to beat Michigan State on the road. 61 to 39%. Uh, Maryland at Nebraska, 77 to 23%. Now we're going to lose to Wisconsin and we're going to lose to them. And of course, I can't see it because I got a thing in front of it. It was about like 65 to 35, something okay. like that. And then Iowa at Nebraska, we're going to beat them 82 to 18. Sounds right. And so what I love about it, it's just, it's Husker Nation, even when you've been beat down yep. year after year yep. after year. And I think it's the blue blood mentality. We still look at the name. We still look at it and go, we're yep. not, are you kidding me? We're going to lose to Purdue. Yeah. Never mind what we've done to Purdue 100%. against Purdue the last, you know, six, seven years. Yep. We're going to lose, you know, are you kidding me? We're going to lose to Illinois. Never mind what Illinois has done to us the last yep. couple of years. Right. Yeah. And granted, I think you can look at those things differently too. What, what have, what have those teams done to us the last couple of years? Have they beat us? Have they, have they beat us down or, in a lot of ways, have we beat ourselves yeah. in those games? Yeah. And I mean, whether it's onside kicks in the second half mm-hmm. or the, the Illinois game that we went to in Champaign two years ago, yeah. I mean, the, the cluster dumb effery of, of, of football, that stuff, that's what's got to end. It, it's, a, it's a hard job to evaluate a football team when they haven't played very good football fundamentally. And, you know, like it's hard to it's hard to evaluate your talent. It's hard to evaluate your floor and ceiling when when you just haven't seen your best foot. You know, like I think. I think like Illinois is a good example of a team that really flipped it when they started playing good ball and it took a good coach to do that. Bielema really flipped that team quick. You know, is it unreasonable to think Nebraska could do the same damn thing? I mean, come on. I'm like, we've, I know without even looking, we've out recruited Illinois these last several years in a row. So 
it, there's a there's a lot of guys. This team, I'm looking at the the lineup right there, and it, the, immediately the first name that jumped off was Thomas Fedoni. Just looking at him, mm-hmm. there's just a whole s- slew of guys on this team that it's untapped potential. Yep. We haven't seen it yet. Right. Um, I think it's on the line too. I'm not. Yeah. Well, yeah, we've talked about that how many countless years now. Yeah. If it's recruiting stars and all that, I mean, the, the line ha- has had it, but we just haven't seen the play on the field match that. You know, when I look at a guy like Thomas Verdoni, am I am I drinking Kool-Aid or am I am I being completely unrealistic? If I sit there and say, well, geez, stay healthy and this guy, I I think this guy can be all conference. Well, I don't even know if he's gonna be the starter. Right. You know, what I mean that yeah. that's that's the reality right now. Um, but I like the components. I think we have some really good players on this team, and it's gonna be about how do they develop, how do they come together. Yeah. Um and and I think what you can do in practice and where you can make a difference in today's football more than you could have 20 years ago. We always talk about all the advantages Nebraska had 25 and 30 years ago. We could be on TV when other teams weren't blah, blah, blah. One advantage that you can have today is you can be more physical than the opponent. You can choose you can. to be more physical. Mark Banker, when we got our, our behinds kicked in 2016 to Iowa, got done and said, you know, man, they must have bloodbaths for practices. And I'm sitting there going, well, what are we doing in practice? Yeah. That was a choice that we cake. made. That was a choice that we made. I promise you there are other teams right now all across the country, not just Big Ten or whatever, but there are teams out there that are making a choice not to be as physical as Coach Rules being physical with this team. Mm-hmm. That's that's a place that we can make an advantage. Yeah. And if Minnesota has beaten us the last four or five years uh, just physically overpowering us, blah, 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 and, and they think that we're just going to be the same, we're going to take the same physical approach yeah, to them, if that's what they think, then I think that, that I like our chances. I do too. Because I think that we're going to be – better prepared, mm-hmm. better suited to, to take on a, a physical Minnesota team. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and look at Minnesota's a running team. Minnesota's mm-hmm. get under center. Minnesota's gigantic lineman. Minnesota will get an unbalanced sets. I know what Minnesota does. Yep. But what I like about that being a game one for us is it's an opportunity for us right away to see where we are physically. Well, and let's, and let's see how they do with the physical team. Let's see how they the, they handle us playing a physical brand of football and and see how well they they adapt to that. Yeah. Um I think know, I'll I'll be very upfront. I'll be very disappointed if we get pushed around yes. against against Minnesota. And I, and, and that's not, that's not a knock on Minnesota. I understand what Minnesota wants to do. I understand how physical that team can be. I respect Minnesota. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying this from a level of not respecting them. I would be disappointed if we are physically yeah. not ready or if we get pushed around in that game. I greatly dislike PJ Fleck. I, I, I when I mm-hmm. see him talk, it irritates me. Uh, his whole his whole shtick mm-hmm. it's 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 not my brand of what I want my head coach to look like. But I will not deny his results. Yeah, he's and, done and, a great job and, in Minnesota. My my nephew Ryan, we argue about it all the time. He he's a big PJ Fleck guy. He came and spoke at a coaching conference that he did. And PJ Fleck does a lot of good things. He does a lot of good things. He's just not my type of guy that I that I want. But um, you know, we we've out recruited them too. We've out recruited all basically the whole West and haven't developed worth a damn. Like like I don't know. I don't know, and neither does anybody else what mm-hmm. it looks like if we're developing players to a high level. And I, and I kind of want to transition this a little bit into um we haven't seen a lot of off-season videos from this this team, this staff, or anything like that. No speeches, no rah-rah, no weight room, you know, kind of how much we're lifting bullshit. But but we have seen a few videos now these these because they allowed a little media access this this first week. 
and and saw some guys, dude. I know this gets said every year. When Frost got here, we got really big, you know. And and but this year, it looks man, Arik Gilbert. Have you seen videos of him? Yeah, yeah. He they, looks insane. They, he looks insane. Like this, this is a this. We're talking like a five star talent tight end. Like I think he was. I think um, I don't know if it was Sean Callahan. Somebody said through through since they started ranking tight ends in the in the modern era, the highest ranked tight end ever in 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 rivals history is Arik Gilbert. He's on our team, and you guess who's either backing or starting before him is one of the other highest ranked tight ends sure. of all time. You know, there's Jeff Sims is a talent. Jeff Sims is a six I, foot four, two hundred and fifteen stallion. With a rocket arm, um, he's going to be quarterback. We, we were in the top 10 in 2016 when Dave and I flew out to Columbus, Ohio. We had just lost uh, the, the week before in overtime at Wisconsin. Uh, we were a top 10 team going out to, to Ohio State. Mm -hmm. We got beat 62 to 3. And the Sean Callahan's, I remember Callahan saying this. I remember other people saying this was that you could tell before the game even started, just being on the, being on the field at field level. That, that Ohio State team walks up to our team and you just knew we were going to get beat. Like we yeah. couldn't physically compete, right. which is crazy because we were seven and one and we were in the top 10. Right. And and it just taken Wisconsin down mm -hmm. to the wire. But apparently, you know, so how important is it that we look good off the bus? Well, I think there's some level of importance with that. I do. So, I, you know, at the end you gotta of the day, you got to have guys. Yeah, you got to no have questions. You got to have You, gotta you guys. have to have guys. I, I think if you get down to the basics of week one and, and to go to Minnesota, that Minnesota game. When I think of week one and what it takes to win in week one, we said this two years ago before we went to the Illinois game. Go back and watch or listen to our shows. I guess we weren't on YouTube at the time, but if you listen to our shows, we talked about you just have to do the basic mm -hmm. things right. Mm -hmm. The team that plays the best special team, the team that doesn't kill itself with penalties and doesn't do the things with turnovers, if you play good, basic football mm -hmm. you're going to win your first game more times than not. i think whipple, coach whipple yeah. last yeah, year said good, yeah. how important points were points were good he said and if we have to appreciate getting a field goal now i have a hundred issues with whipple but that at least was something that was smart i think that he came up with but i'd also say i would go on the defensive side we were talking defensively and mm -hmm. against what wisconsin or what minnesota is going to want to do minnesota is going to be physical and all that what I would say is don't overthink this first game. Right. If you're Coach White, if you're Coach Rule, not that they need my advice here, but I go back to the Missouri game in year one of Pliny, and it was 2008. And we came out with crazy defenses, and we were going to blitz from this side and this side. Yeah. And it was very early in the tenure. They're trying to set up their, you know, their – culture and their mm -hmm. defensive scheme and all those things. And we just got blown out by Missouri doing just some stupid things that were just at that moment in time, just be good. And guess what? If you tackle well in week one, you're going to be okay. If you don't get penalized in week one, you're going to be okay. Yeah. Defensively. Can you stand, can you fill a gap? Mm -hmm. Can you make it hard for these guys that, that don't give them huge holes to run through mm -hmm. that Minnesota is not going to be, we're not playing Minnesota in week 10 either. They're not going to be a, a fine right. oil no, machine. True. So just play good disciplined yeah. football. Minnesota's do that in week one. Minnesota's we'll struggled some of their at. early games in their, in their, since PJ's been there and, and a lot Whipple, of teams struggle in their early games. That's Whipple also it said, or I think it was Whipple that said, you know, more often you lose your first game one. Then that's you win exactly it. right. You know, it's like because of mistakes and mental errors and this and that, you know, it's, 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 it's more about not losing it than it is winning it. Well, um, I go back to that, that roster you're talking about Mac, you know, and I'm looking at these names 
play good, mm-hmm. disciplined football, and I look at these names, and I know what these guys were as recruits, mm-hmm. and I know what these guys were as, as transfers, mm-hmm. and we, I see some five-star guys, and I yep. see four-star guys, and I see good players in there. Mm-hmm. Play good, disciplined football. Yep. Don't catch punts at the one-yard line. Do the, do the basic things well. Right. Tackle well, which starts in practice by tackling, yeah. which make, we learned. Make your field goals. If you, yeah, if you make, get down there. make your field goals. We saw Tristan Alvano kicking. You know, we saw some video of him, but we also yeah. saw that Bleak Row was making his uh, field goals as well. Play good special teams. And guess what? It, it, it doesn't have to be harder than that. Mm-hmm. We break things down. And, and I, God, I love Husker fans. I love Twitter and all that. We make it so – we get down to the finest of detail. Mm-hmm. Don't penalize yourself. Yeah, right. Don't turn the ball over. When you get into the red zone, score points. Mm-hmm. Yep. You know, yep. I mean, th- these are fairly, you just want to put your best things. foot forward. You just want to give yourself the best opportunity to win. That's what and I want to see in week one. And that's typically just limiting mistakes, especially week one. It's just limiting mis- mistakes and executing as well as you can, as often as you can. And it, and if you're physical, if you're the more physical team, I feel yeah. like that just lends itself to what? if a team's not ready, to, to put their best foot forward and you get dealt with a really physical team. That's when yeah. balls pop out. That's when turnovers happen. That's when the pick six can happen. That's when, you know, like Minnesota, yes, they've had great success these last few years, probably, you know, since, you know, the early, I don't know what forties when they were really good fifties, maybe they're playing their best ball they've played in the last, you know, since PJ flex been there, but they're still a newer team. It's it, they don't have Mo and they got a new quarterback. They're sure, breaking yeah, they, in some new changed. guys too. You know, like it, it, it's not a given that they're going to come out and execute at the highest level right away. You know, let's, let's exploit that. Well, I'll just, I'll just make it as simple as this. Two years ago, we went down to that Illinois game in mm-hmm. Champaign. That was game one of the Bielema era. And you can say whatever you want about Bielema. You can like them or don't like them. It doesn't really matter. I made more I'm, mistakes. I'm gonna, them. That's it. Yeah. I'm going to ask the question a different way. It's not instead of beating us up and saying yeah. how terrible we were because we were. Yep, we were, and we beat it up for two years. Yeah, we were terrible early. Let, let me let me rephrase the question. What did Illinois do really well that game? Um, they didn't kill themselves. <laughs> I mean, they didn't kill themselves. Honestly, yeah. It, nobody for all the things that oh god, you know how many yards is this guy going going to catch per pass? Oh my god, this one guy is out. Uh, you know this guy might mm-hmm. be hurt. Uh, you know you can go through all these depth chart things and get to the fine. What did Illinois really do well that game? Really? Other than literally not blow it not blow it they just waited Take, they basically waited for us to to hand them the game and which we did on is, a platter. and it's the combination of boy you can say that's that's bad coaching on our part you can also say you can give a lot of credit there to uh to Bielema that you know he was ready to go right away what you can't give credit to is their fan base you know their fan no. base had nothing to do with that win you know not not one damn thing and and it just it just also points out to the fact that if you've got a good coach who's got a plan and understands a conference and knows what to do to put a good football team together, which I think, I mean, you can't deny Bielema. You really can't deny him. He's done it now at Wisconsin. He's already flipped Illinois to a, a program that they haven't been for a long time. And they had NFL coaches there. Sure. You know, Bielema's come in and done damn good work. So I'm not discounting Illinois out, out of pocket or anything like that. But, but it also, you can look at them and go, well, if they can do it with a good coach, and I think you and I and most of Husker Nation would agree that based off his resume, take the NFL out of it. Rule's a good coach. Rule's a really good coach who's not just done it. 
He's, he's, never, been, he's never been given the keys to an ultra program. He's done it. And that's the issue when Frost came here. For the people that, that had an issue when Frost came here. Uh -huh. I'm not trying to talk now. I'm not talking in, in, in reverse. If somebody said, well, I had, I had an issue with Frost in 2018. I didn't, by the way. Let me be very clear. I'm not talking about myself here. But for that fan that said, I had an issue in 2018 with Frost. And by the way, that person looks smarter than me, right? But that person... Their issue would have been with well, this guy. He's green. He's only done it for two years. Yep. Um, you know, I have a whole here, here's my list of things why I don't think Frost yep. is the guy that was qualified for it. You, you look like a genius now. Yep. I don't think that you could take that same list, apply it to Rule, because yep. Rule has done this at, at, a, at a college level, two different locations, shown really good success, mm -hmm. flipping two programs mm -hmm. to double digit victory programs, taking them over in really bad mm -hmm. spots. Um, and, and, you know, this is, we've heard this a million times. He's not taking over a, a program nearly in as bad of a spot here as, as the previous ones. And, and, you know, you know, with the Miles Farmer's news withstanding, most of his message has been that this team is really hungry to compete and win. They're really tired of losing. Like there's, there's been uh, not as much buy-in issue as maybe there have been in, in mm -hmm. years past. And that is, that is very satisfying to hear. And I think we saw that with the Iowa team. And I think Mickey Joseph gets a lot of credit for that, you know, like yeah, in yeah, keeping this Mickey. team and Bill Bush too. Like there was, there was, there was a, there was a, there's a want to with this, with this core group of guys, even with the transfers coming in, there's a want to like a desire to work as hard as we can to get as good as we can be. And man, you can't ask more from these young guys than that. You know, the yeah. hell they're moving in the silly dorms and that sounds kind of cool, but dude, we're average sized. We fit in twin beds, just <laughs> you know. But think if you're Teddy Prohaska trying to fit in a twin bed, you're you're literally dangling your legs off of a wooden post trying to get some sleep, and that's just one and, guy. And we this, got a bunch of giants. This is what pros try to do, right? You know, you know and, 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 and yeah, but pros get to bring in their own beds. Well, and bring yeah. <laughs> a lot of nice stuff and and this and that. These guys are these guys have already kind of committed to the grind. Maybe maybe there's nil packages for these guys to get better beds. You know, I don't you know. think Rule would let them. I think Rule <laughs> wants them to get down and dirty and and like they can't even leave campus. Dude. I, I love it. They set up guys to be. You know, Tommy Frazier talked last night about how the difference between him and Brooke just just from a, a social standpoint. Yeah. You know, I, I came from, you know, Bradenton, Florida, yeah. and he comes from Goodland, Kansas. Sure. And the difference is, you know, so we weren't going to be best buds. We, we respected each other, but mm -hmm. we weren't going to be best buds because we were from such a different spot. And I've seen some of the matchups that they've had in Selig dorms of, of this guy and this guy. And it's like, whoa, I wasn't. And it's usually an offense and a defensive player, but it's just all across the board. It's an offensive lineman with a defensive back and so on. Uh, Tony says, didn't some coach last year say something about needing to just wait for Nebraska to make mistakes and beat themselves? That's 100%. I, I do yep. recall that. Yep. So, yep. Which was like makes you sick to your stomach to think that they that's something you could count on Nebraska doing. And yet we all know that's exactly what would happen. Yeah. We all watch those games on pins and needles. Like no lead going in in the fourth quarter was that's very – like you weren't comforted by it. You know, in the, back in the day, you would just watch games, even if we were down. You're like, well, they're gonna fumble. We're gonna land on something. Yeah, we'll we're gonna pick some. something off. We'll break a long run. Like that's what you thought. Somehow we're gonna figure out a way to win this game because that's what we kind of always did. And and and, and that last year gradually went. Away. And last year it flipped to the point where we we would have uh, second half leads, double digit leads, like Northwestern, yep. Wisconsin, yep. and Minnesota last yep. year. And instead of the mentality being that we're gonna you know run away with this and win it, it was yeah. how are you gonna blow it? Right. That's the stuff asked. And Coach Rule has harped on that so many times. Uh, that's what I want to see. Yep. Well, Mac, we're going to parting shots here. Okay. 
And this has been exactly, even Timeline, this is exactly the show I, I was hoping it would be. Uh, the first, it's an hour and a half when this is all done. The first half hour was was all about me. Yeah, It's the forum, and I'm the guest on the forum, and I appreciate that. The three questions. You did really good. You did really good. <laughs> Thank you. Why am I a Husker fan? What was my favorite Husker fan memory? Who are my all-time favorite Huskers? That's the first 30 minutes of this. And and I'm so thankful for all the people that were watching along. I had fa- friends and family. I know mm-hmm. they were watching along with that. Thank you, Matt, for being the host of that. My pleasure. Really was a lot of fun. And then at the 30-minute point, we we transitioned to a match rule yeah. and we just did a full hour. Yeah. Just, we did, by the way, I'm a big notes guy, mm-hmm. zero notes. I, I don't have any notes for the match rule. And, uh, and we just went for an hour because that's what we do. That that's back in 1994 sitting at Hardee's. You, that's what it was. It was mm-hmm. just you and I sitting back and doing it. There's, 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 there's a lot to like, I guess, was that your parting shot? That's my parting okay. shot. All right. You, you, you do it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You, well, you, Hey, there's, there's a lot to like about what you're seeing. Um, with the with the with the camp now opening up, I know there's little you know trepidation with the Miles Farmer and everything like that. That's also part of it. But the the my main thing that I've seen that I like is the players are moving around good. The the coaches are coming off same positive thing. I love the coaches' uh, general message that this team really wants to be good. And if you got a team that really wants to be good, and they are facilitated by a coaching staff that we hope knows what it takes to be really good that gives me a lot of uh, a lot of uh, hope going forward and to me these the, to me the, the Minnesota game's a coin flip but I don't but I what I don't think we will see is a Nebraska that comes out stumbling out of the block making a bunch of mistakes and 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 just shooting themselves in the foot now it's game one it's year one some of that stuff could happen. That's not necessarily going to ruin the rest of the season for me. If, if some of that shit happens, some of that shit will happen. We, we might have a fumble. We might have a stupid penalty, you know, but it's like, well, we will. How there's, do we, yeah. No... Like, how do you respond to it? You know, like, is it, is it a continual problem? You know, like, those... does it, and does that one problem lead to another problem? Yeah. D- yeah. Does it shift the, does it shift yeah. the whole mentality of the team? Are we it, all uh, of a sudden not, looking, kicking sand or whatever? Not getting a, a, a third down conversion isn't a reason to shank a punt on the next play, mm-hmm. you know, and it's about, and we make fun of Iowa all the time for things, but it's one of the reasons I give Iowa credit. Mm-hmm. They, think of all the countless bumbles they've right. had on offense. Right. And yet there's a reason they keep winning eight, nine, 10 games right. a season. It's because, okay, well they have that, but then the defense finds a way to score a defensive yep. touchdown right. or the punter figures out a way to kick the ball right. out of, you know, at, at the two yard line. And it's not that I want to be Iowa. I'm not saying that. But what I want to be is a team that doesn't beat itself. Yep. And when it does make mistakes, because every team makes mistakes, mm-hmm. Alabama, Georgia, yep. they make mistakes. But don't let that mistake multiply in the two and three and four. I, I just want that's be, the that's yeah. the approach Coach Rule is going to do. And I, I love it. Yep. I oh. love where we're at right now. The race to six is 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 big for me. We want to be the team that puts the pressure on the other team to make their mistakes. Like, yeah. And, and as opposed to the other way around, like that's. I feel like that's the the direction we're heading. I cannot wait to see it. I'm so excited. I'm so I'm so geeked out about how we're looking. You know, there's plenty of roster stuff we didn't even talk about. Yeah. Like just how good Xavier Betts you're hearing doing. Prohaska looks amazing. You know, the defensive line comes in looking svelte and cut. I I love the messaging at the podium. Like when, when NJ Sherman talks, he's just he just seems all business to me. Like I I the messaging coming from the program is exactly in line with what I want it to be. It's not a bunch of show me. It's a bunch of it's it's a bunch of just work and like putting the process one percent better every day. Um, 
So, so I'm, I'm bought in, I'm a hundred percent bought in, not blinders on, but I've got, I'm bought into like what we're doing and I'm mm-hmm. fully supportive of the staff, this program, this team, the athletic director, where we're going with things. Um, does that make me, does that make it rule aid? I don't care. Like, listen, there's plenty of places you can go on the internet you can go on and find all the negative things that we could talk about too. I don't want to talk about them. I like, there's plenty of negative stuff we've talked about over the years. I want to focus on the positive and I want the positive to be the narrative. So um, I guess that's sort of my, my parting shot is, is like, you know, you are where you are with Husker football, but just to be negative, just to be negative, to kind of protect yourself. eh, If it's fun for you, fine. I'm not going to, I'm not going to play that. I I want to be excited about the football season. It's so short. The off season is so long. Well, and I like the conversations that you and I have. I guess I'm, I'm biased that way. I just I like what we talk about. But that, thank you, Redcasters, for for following along. Thank you for being a part of this. Thank you for your comments along the way. And we'll have another show here, a, a Redcast. I, I, we're going to have Brett Siancia from Pick Six Previews on here yeah. at, at some point next week. I don't have the every all the details finalized. We can break down. We can get into position groups. And we can go player by player and show first and second teams. We will. And there's plenty of shows doing that right now. The talk we had tonight is just the kind of talk that I just want to have right now. Yeah. It, it is bigger picture and it is just, it's just in general. It is, it, it's what's important mm-hmm. as a program. What do we want yep. this program to be? What do we want Matt rule to be? I don't want him to be perfect. Coach Osborne wasn't perfect. No. Nebraska football wasn't perfect. When we talked to Tommy Frazier, he told us a bunch of issues and things that yeah. they had. It wasn't perfect. But you get through those things and you build bonds up as a team. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's some of what's going on in Selleck right now. You build those bonds and you figure out that when something goes wrong, you don't double down and, and, and make a, mm-hmm. a, a second wrong, right. a third wrong. Right. How do you don't figure let it, out? Don't, yeah, don't let, don't let it beat you yeah, over and over exactly, and over. Exactly. If you do that enough times, I said this so many countless times on this show, and it's 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 it sounds so hollow because of, we started this show right before Riley's last year. But if you do the right things and you do them long enough, mm-hmm. good things will follow. It's almost remarkable to think that it couldn't work out. But you're, but you're right. Like I, I feel like when I hear what he's doing, 95% of it, I think that's the right thing to do. That's the right thing to do. It's like, how many things can you do right in a row and still lose games? I don't think that many. I don't, I don't think that you can keep doing all the right things and keep losing. But, but I guess we'll see. And, but the bottom line is, ladies and gentlemen, Football is within a month. We are in the month of football four right weeks, now. Four weeks from now, Vegas, Jer, we, we will be in Minnesota. We will be – We're going to play some ball. Uh, we will be in Minnesota for that that week, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Uh, the, the other guys, producer Skip, mm-hmm. Rob, and uh, Dave will be playing golf, the TPC with – Fantastic. Uh, with uh, uh, Vegas, Jer, which is awesome. Uh, you and I will be drinking yes. somewhere near the Minnesota campus. And talking with Gopher and Husker fans, hopefully, hopefully some co-eds. And, JK, I'm married. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it, it's great. We're four weeks away from this. Let's get the football uh, started. But yes. uh, Mac, I think that's a good way to end it. I did too. Until next time, that's another Go, Go Big Redcast. Heard at Sports Network Production.